Well, thank you again for gathering around, and uh, I want to get into the message tonight. Thank you so much, everybody, our worship team, and all that made this night very, very special. I'm excited to be able to talk to you and whatever it means that you're able to view tonight. And it's this, Can I Trust My Faith? That's kind of the title. Can I Trust My Faith? And here's something that I, I thought that might really, really, really uh, be of interest to you, and, and it's this. Listen carefully. Faith is not just a belief or a deed. Think about it. It is a relationship lived out daily to the degree that every believer, every word of Scripture is true regardless of a person's circumstance. So faith is, I believe, every word of Scripture to be true. Well, there's a phrase that we often use these days, God's got this. I believe that He does. I believe the Bible said He's not going to leave us. And by the way, this COVID-19, it didn't take God by surprise at all. We didn't, it, didn't, it didn't catch up with God and sneak up on him. And you know what God believes? God believes in the church because it's his church and we are his people. And it's not just a building. The church travels and moves about because the presence and the power of the relationship of God and faith resides in each and every one of us. So I was thinking, I was preparing a few minutes, well, can I trust my faith? You know, can I, can I trust my faith? How strong is it? How powerful is my faith to believe? Now, we know there's panic. Every person you talk to says, don't panic, don't panic. You know, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not panicking, I'm just anxious. Well, the, the Bible says that you can be a, a little anxious and, and sin not, nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, what do I believe? Who do I believe in? And God, do I believe that your hand is upon my life? Now, here's something that I know in every situation of my life, and I know yours, that trying times or tests have a purpose. So I'm asking myself, God, what is it about this whole situation this is a virus that we've never faced before. We yet don't have a cure, but we will one day soon. We don't know exactly. We believe we know where the origin is. And we realize that it, according to several of the reports that I read, the average flu is three times contagious, but this virus is 10 times contagious. That's why we're told to wash our hands and kind of keep a distance and, and be careful where we go, those kind of things, because of the massive amount of ability for this virus to be contagious to someone else. But in all of that, who is our God? And does he care and does he love us? So I'm going to take a little journey on a very familiar story out of Judges 7-2, and it's about old Gideon. Gideon, of course, he, uh, he uh, was about ready to fight the Midianite army, and we know that God speaks to him and said, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands. And in order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. And God is saying to Gideon, I'm about to give you a test or a trial. I'm about to give you an opportunity that really is going to determine if you really believe what you say you believe. Can you trust me? And we know that those trials have a distinct purpose in all of our lives. 
every situation. Number one, to determine the depth and strength of who we are, and then to create an opportunity for growth. So I look as I was in conversation today in that conference call and heard different individuals from the round, around the state of Florida to the Panhandle to Miami to Key West, and the reality of that is simply this. God, we will come through this, but will our faith grow as we do? And I saw it, and I thought, God, this is an opportunity. This is not something that should deter us or scare us. This is something that we really can believe that in the midst of this, God can do something supernatural. I know you want to say amen out there at your home, so go ahead and say it if you're not too embarrassed. I believe that. So I'm saying, God, what's up with this? How is this going to come to pass for your honor and your glory? Now, here's what I know. God's given us, all of us, many wonderful abilities and many resources in our life. And one of those things is our will and our self-determination to rely upon God and for God to demonstrate His power through us. So, I want to be an encourager. I want to be a can-do individual. I want to be a person that I don't have to think twice and say, we need to pray yesterday I met with our staff in our staff conference, and, uh, and I, I told each of our ministers and support teams that were there, uh, I said, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to take 15 minutes at your desk, and I want you to pray. If you want to come into the auditorium and, and find a place and 15 minutes or sit at your, bow your head, I want to pray. I just want you to take 15 minutes. In other words, it's the first time that I know of anybody getting paid to pray. And so 15 minutes, just pray. You say, do you think that really made a difference? I think any time we whisper the name of Jesus and we're still long enough to say, God, we're up against something that we don't know anything about and we are trusting you to wrap your arms of love around us and give us the victory through every circumstance. So here it is. If I get anxious and nervous and been out of shape and I lose my cool and I talk fear all the time, then that's going to reveal to the heart of God and to others around me, well, what kind of faith do you have? How big is your God? So that's when we go from the natural, but you don't understand, Pastor. I mean, I've got relatives that are older and, and they, they're going to be exposed well, that may be true, but the God that I know is able to protect and guide if we walk passionately before Him. So here's what we do. We walk in the supernatural. I know what the natural tendency is. I know what the challenges are. I know not by might or power, but by God's Holy Spirit. And that's one of the things the governor and the, the uh, Surgeon General reached out and said, we know that government cannot do what the churches can do. And if the churches will use their power and use their prayer 
and pay attention to those that are a part of their congregations, we will, by the grace of God, come through in a greater way than we thought we would to begin with. So I'm grateful. You know who that is? That's you and that's me. That's all of us together working together. So the Midianites, they, uh, they're prideful. They're powerful. They, I, I kind of think, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, you know, they got all the power. It seems like where it goes last night in Florida, we added about another hundred individuals that, uh, that contracted the virus just overnight. Then I noticed just a few minutes ago, another 50 is added to that list. So it's beginning to crank up and you can think, wow, this thing, this thing just has, has no end. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I know it's contagious, but here's, here's what I know. It reminded me of the Midianites. It says that, that their army, there was a number of camels that they had was like the sand on the shore of the beach. Now, that's pretty, pretty imposing. Unbelievable. Is that an enemy? Can we defeat it? Is it, do we have the ability? Well, I remember when I was a younger man that I am now, Jimmy Carter was the president. How many of you at home, those of you know, you remember Jimmy Carter? He was the president, and uh, I thought about him today. I was eating a few peanuts, and uh, thought, well, there you go, and and we had the gas lines. Any of you out there, you remember? You remember those gas lines and waiting in those long lines? I'm not a line person. I mean, it's kind of like I don't, I don't like lines if I can't, don't have to. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, I'll get up early and I'll hit the gas station and I'll be there before anybody else. Some people slept all night long in those lines. And I thought, will we ever? My car is metering on empty. I'm not one. I'm not one friend that decides to fill up my vehicle at a quarter of a tank. I usually run it until you can smell the fumes from an empty tank. And many a time I sat in those lines and I thought, I have never heard about this. Will we ever get through this? Well, I want you to know that we did. We've come through numerous hurricanes. The giant that we face in this is like this massive army that faces Gideon, and Gideon said, hey, I only have 32,000 to face that kind of an army. Well, what do we do? We're not, most not doctors. Most of us are just good, ordinary, working people trying to make ends meet and with the power, with the power of faith. And we say, God, I need everything that I can to be able to pull myself together. What if I get laid off? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? All of those things. And Gideon said, I got 32,000. That's not many. And God said, you got too many. Oh, my Lord, what do you mean you have too many? He said, you have too many. I don't want when what happens is happening and going to happen. I don't want Israel to say, hey, 32,000 took on that army and they won. I want to get it down so when the miracle happens, and the miracle will happen, I want the whole world to know that it was God. So I want you to go through a process and get rid of some of them. All of you, of course, that happen to be afraid, just let them go ahead and, and go. And thousands and thousands left.
You see, Gideon was faced with this because the Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you, give the Midianites into your hands, and let all the other men go, each to his own place. How many do I have left? 300. Now listen, our president says we're fighting an invisible war. Everybody that you talk to says we don't have a cure. As a matter of fact, I have two friends that have contracted the virus and they're struggling physically and they're not here in the state of Florida and I haven't seen them in a while, but they're struggling. You see, it hit home for them. But you look and you say, all right, that's what reality is. If I get lost in reality and look at my resources, the more resources that I have, often the less opportunity God has to shine. And I wonder if I'm willing to step out in faith in the midst of this crisis to declare, I know that God is able and God will take us through. Gideon thought, hey, that they were outnumbered to begin with and God didn't, you understand. Finally, 9,700 knelt down to drink. They were a little fearful. 300 lap water like in their hand like, you know, a, a person would and lap the water like, like an animal. And, and God said, 300, that's, that's what you need right there. I don't know the ins and outs. I know it's challenging for Florida, the major tour, the tourism industry is our number one income. Disney shuts down, not even hurricanes shut Disney down. Not only that, the cruise industry is down. Not only that, hotels and motels are down and you could go on and on and on and on. And you look at that and you thought that is so massive. But listen carefully. God, I believe through this is trying to draw the church out and say, let your faith and your spirit shine in the midst of adversarial force of this pandemic. Pandemic. Let your faith rise. So I'm sharing with you, those that still involved in your job, that you encourage your family, you don't create fear, that you say this is a battle. But all God has to do, all God has to do is to reveal to somebody the cure. And this thing will begin to shut down, I believe, in just a matter of weeks. Did God have the right guy in Gideon? Yeah. Well, Gideon was a scrapper. He was an underground warrior of the lowest tribe of Manassas. We know that um, God changed his name when he literally annihilated and destroyed all the idols of Baal. And God changed his name as a result of that. And God began to develop his faith and said, here's what I, I want you to do. Now, I want you to trust me in the dark. Trust me in the dark. Turn to your neighbor out there while you're watching say it. Trust me in the dark. I don't know about you, but I have on numerous occasions stumped my toe in my own bedroom. 
because it was dark. I thought I knew where I was going, but I didn't. And God says, this is what I want you, the kind of way that I want you to live. I want you to trust me in the dark. And he says to old Gideon, when Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he worshiped God. He returned to camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Here's what I know. God doesn't play fair. Let me say it again. God doesn't play fair. If he were to play fair, he would play it by natural rules. If he played fair, he would play it so we could easily comprehend a victory. And God said to Gideon, I want to get it down where you will know it's the supernatural. So I said today, is it possible that things that we're doing here at Victory for the first time in our existence of more than 30 years, coming to you live and not having a group of individuals in the sanctuary, that's different. Sunday morning will be the same way that we tell our congregation, it took a big hunk of my faith to say to everybody, you can't come to church. But I found out we've got other means to get the church to you. And I'm saying, God, in all these strange things that are happening, it's like walking in the dark. I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know how in the natural Somebody said, well, pastor, aren't you afraid of the tithe and offering? I said, you don't know the people of victory. All of you, thousands of you that are looking online right now. You see, they don't know the generosity of you, God's people. We have been through this before. So it's not by the rules that we know to man you see, we didn't know what type of contagious disease this is. We didn't understand it. We didn't have a chance to give permission. I mean, all of a sudden, three weeks ago, we're running along pretty good. Things seem normal. I mean, disease is a long way away. We hear China. We hear all those countries, Spain. My gracious. But now it has made its way to our doorstep. And the knock is on the door from the enemy physically bringing fear and anxiousness and bringing hopelessness and bringing a lot of things that the supernatural man filled with faith doesn't have to deal with. So Gideon, get the 300. He says, divide them three different ways, 100 each. Get something to break the torch with a candle in it, get a trumpet, and blow it when I give the order, and they did. All of a sudden, the loud noise and the lights that began to shine from only 300 around the camp scared the living daylights out of the midnight army, and they ran as hard as they could, pulled their swords out, and this is what the Bible says, they killed one another. Gideon's men did not have to do that. 
So at the end of the day, and we're in the threshold going in. This is service number one online. We're in the threshold saying to our young people, you're going to watch online. We're in the threshold of saying it's brand new and you can go online and give. But here's what I know. In every trial that God permits to come our way, the church, everyone, God says, if you'll pay attention, I'll take that darkness and turn it into light. And eventually, there'll be a day of victory when you sound the trumpet and you declare once again, this thing has subsided. And now we can go back to the house of God and we can worship together and give God praise for everything that he has done. I promise you, with all my heart, it will happen. Somebody out there say amen. It will happen. I believe it. So let's believe toward that. Let's trust God. Let's encourage one another. Let's find out if somebody has a need. Let's be evangelists. Let's be missionaries. Let's be caregivers. And let's do everything that we can to support one another and give God the praise and the honor and the glory because that's who Victory Church is and that's who our God is. Amen? Now I'm going to ask you to bow your heads out there. Heavenly Father, I thank you now. I know that, that people schedule, they're very, very busy. And, and I thank you for those families that have their children there and some of them are watching, you know, the youth service tonight and Adults are watching this service right now. I want you to know that we feel like that we're walking in the dark. And we feel like the adversary of this disease is bigger than, than the United States government and the medical fields can get a handle on. But God, here's what I know. It didn't sneak up on you. And there's a reason for the church. Because when man runs out of answers functioning in the natural, it is the church of Jesus Christ, those of us right now listening, can rise up and we can pray. And we can pray tomorrow morning at 714. God, touch those in charge. Give wisdom. Keep my family safe. 714 tomorrow night. God, keep your hand on my family today. Give a solution to this thing. We bind it in the name of Jesus. Lord, keep your hand on our governmental leaders. Now, Lord, for some in their own heart of hearts, they're not serving you. They've not really, really totally surrendered. So I'm asking you, in the whisper of your heart, those of you listening, all of us, pray it in your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, you forgive me of my sins. Renew a right spirit in me. Take away my fear. Let my faith rise so that, Father God, your name will be lifted up. I want to be a person of faith and not of fear. I want to be a person that is not afraid. I want to be an individual that when everyone else is moaning and weeping and complaining, I want to be a positive voice in the midst of that. Use me and forgive me. In Jesus' name I pray. 
And everybody said amen. I know all of you said amen just now, and I know all of you prayed that prayer. I want you to know, get ready, Sunday morning, I can't wait. Here we go. It's a brand new opportunity. Be praying about that service. We're going to start at 9 o'clock. And we're going to trust God. We're going to once again have our, our live worship leaders here and then again at, uh, at 1045. So it's going to be a great day for our Victory family to rejoice in the Lord in a little different way. I love you, everybody, and God bless you.